Well, welcome to Megan Plica Paradise Podcast. Thanks for having me, Noah. You're welcome. And so let's get started. This episode is about the Georgia 2022 Senate runoff episode or Senate runoff. So, can you tell me who are the candidates in this Georgia Senate runoff? <clears throat> um, it is Warnock and Walker. Who is Herschel Walker? And what do we know about his political views so thus far or since he started running for the Senate? So he is a conservative Republican, uh, more aligning with sort of the, I would say, kind of Trump way of thinking. And so far, thus feel, like thus far, he seems to be more Trump aligned, right? You know what I mean? Like like all the views that he's expressed and everything along with that point of view. Yeah, he seems to be definitely leaning more toward the, I think what you would call the MAGA Republican side of things. And especially with abortion, like he seems to be like going along like the, the 15 week abortion ban that Senator Lindsey Graham has proposed, right? Yeah, he, that's, that's, um, I don't know how I want to word it because I don't want to say that I'm a fan of him, uh, but I'm definitely a fan of his stance that particular instance so yes i mean i'm definitely not sure how it's like how much we should ban abortion but like for like the 15 week abortion ban i guess seems a little bit a little bit of common sense i guess but i don't know how to like how much we should because ohio is different and everything since ohio is, is i think six fifteen or sixteen six weeks i think I'm I'm not entirely sure off the top of my head, so I don't want to quote it and be wrong. But yeah, I think Ohio does have one of the um, born. And then, what do we know about the incumbent senator who's been in the Senate since 2021, Raphael Warnock? Um. So he, I did a little re. No, I wouldn't want to say a lot of research, but did some research on him and found interesting that he's actually the pastor of Martin Luther King Jr.'s former church. So I thought that was kind of interesting uh, about him and that he's been able to do both, still be in the Senate and uh, lead that church. Um, But I also find it interesting that a lot of his political views um, would almost seem contrary to what you would think a pastor and um, someone in that lifestyle of of the faith and and pastoring you wouldn't think they'd have that those sort of views like what sort of views do you mean do you talk about suppose so so uh one that surprised me uh for somebody who is a pastor especially of a baptist church uh, which i am as well uh pastor of a baptist church um one thing that i was surprised is that he is super for abortion and that that fits in with his his uh sort of left-leaning being a part of the democratic party pretty much every democrat is in favor of abortion i was just surprised that uh to see sort of um 
the co- contrasting viewpoints, especially with that view there. I mean, I didn't realize that about Central Africa Warnock either, to be honest. Yeah. And then, I, uh, which candidate is more qualified? Do you th- do you suppose? And if we're going to put it in more realistic terms, that's an interesting question. Um, because as I was looking through both of the candidates' sort of histories and and things. I think if I were a Georgia voter and I was looking at who was more qualified and who was more fit to lead in the Senate, I think I'd have a very hard time figuring out who was more qualified. Because I think it shows an even bigger issue that we have nationwide is that both parties, especially the Republican Party, it seems lately, haven't been picking the best candidates for the job. They've been kind of picking the loudest voices instead of the person who might be the best to uh, carry the country forward and carry the ideas forward. So I didn't follow much of the primaries or anything, with the, especially with the Georgia. So I don't know if there would have been a better candidates on either side. I assume there wasn't anyone challenging Senator Warnock since he's the incumbent. But I didn't follow to know if anybody else challenged Herschel Walker in the primaries, but just seeing uh, the way that both of them talk and sort of uh, deflect questions and not really answer questions at all sometimes, especially with Walker, I think that's a difficult question to answer. Yeah, so especially because because I feel, I don't remember who, if anybody, like challenged uh, Walker in the primaries. It's so interesting to think about like who is more qualified, especially with like. Warnock being only like a sense of like two or three years, I think, right now. No, only like two years, I think. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting to think about like who's more qualified because it's like they could have had more qualified people than Walker, but they chose him instead. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it even reminded me of like the last presidential election where like neither candidate was the best one, I, in my opinion, at least. I don't think either candidate in the 2020 presidential election was the the best one moving forward, but that's what the the parties wanted. I mean, I totally agree. Like, we could have had better people, but Trump, you know, obviously wanted to do it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he has... It's kind of hard to not forego that, I guess. Yeah, yeah. As, As the incumbent, typically, and especially with the policy track record, I mean, he did... He did a good job with policy just at the end of the day, as many of us do, we stick our foot in our mouth and say stupid things and it gets us in trouble. Um, I mean, even with COVID, like Trump had a big like deal with COVID because he couldn't contain COVID. And we all know that looking back now, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I wonder if that was a, a Trump thing or if, or if that would have been a curse of anybody who would have been in office. I guess that's true. Yeah, true. So then, why why do you suppose Walker is so controversial with all of his like the people accusing him of like of uh, sexual allegations and like his abortion stance and and just him being con- so controversial as a nominee? Uh, I think part of it is just political candidate who ever puts themselves out there is going to be put under so much scrutiny already 
uh, your life is going to be put under a, a microscope, a magnifying glass, and people are going to look for any little thing you've ever done to try to um, sway the public into not trusting you. Now, some of the things he's been accused of are not little things. Um, I know he's been, uh, I don't know, I've done much research into him and these allegations, but I know that there's some like abuse allegations and there's some hypocrisy allegations of saying, oh, you say you're, but uh, there's allegations of him paying for people's abortions and things like that. Um, so I think, I think it's just a weird place. Uh, both parties seem to have an issue with picking people that don't have very good pasts and don't have very good present. Um, at the end of the day, we're all messed up human beings. Uh, and politicians are no different. And I think all of the money and power that is involved with politics and and getting in positions just just uh, multiplies those issues that we all have deep down in us. Yeah, I mean, no politicians are perfect, but we expect them to have a little bit of human decency. You know what I mean? Like with being yeah, a, yeah, like with no scandals or anything. But I mean, look at Joe Biden and everything he's had in his past. I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah, and then if you if you contrast some of the elections that we see today versus some of the elections that happened in like the beginning of our country yeah there were scandals yeah there were people fighting back and forth but typically people ran on this is what i can do to make our country better and it seems today people run more on this is why you shouldn't vote for the other guy it totally seems that I mean, that's just what like that's what dr oz and Vladimir were doing between in pennsylvania yeah. And I think that's another good example of both parties picking horrible candidates. And now both parties would have sat back and, and wondered, oh, why did we win the election when they both picked awful, awful candidates for the election? I mean, I even saw a news article recently about how Senator Pat, the current senator of Pennsylvania, Pat Toomey, he even said he could have won the race if he was if he was going to go out for re-election. Yeah. If he would have won against, like, he thinks he would have won against John Fenneman, which just shows mm. you the lack of candidate quality that we have as a party for for Dr. Oz. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I was going to ask why did Georgia pick Walker as a can- Republican can- Senate candidate anyway, but we kind of answered that already. Okay. Uh, how... Just wrote down this question for you. How will religion play a factor uh, in this election, do you suppose? I think it will be interesting because you'll have um, sort of the Christian block usually votes conservative Republican. Um, But now in this election, you have an actual pastor uh, running in the election. So I don't I don't know if that'll sway things at all. Uh, I do know that typically, at least in uh, in a lot of circles that I run in, people will say that, you know, we as, as Christians tend to not vote on financial things because it's been proven through, you know, just the track record that 
neither Democrat nor Republican knows how to balance a checkbook. At the end of the day, we're just as bad financially, usually under Republican leadership as we are under Democrat leadership. It might get a little better here and there, but at the end of the day, we're still 20 plus trillion dollars in debt. And it doesn't seem like either party really cares too much about that. So typically people who run in circles like mine, you know, more, more conservative Christians uh, vote for the kind of social issues, uh, the big ones like, like abortion, we've already talked about stuff like that. And so I think <clears throat> a lot of people are going to vote on that, that uh, issue alone whether you are Christian or whether you're not. I know a lot of people that have never voted before in their lives, but they voted because of the overturning of Roe v. Wade last year or this, this past year. So I think that whether or not you are religious or not, uh, people, and I, I don't even think that abortion is a religious issue. Um, I mean, I have religious arguments against it, but I have also non religious arguments against it because um, many people aren't religious are not religious um, but I, I think I think it'll get interesting uh, especially being that a pastor is running against the more hardline conservative Republican yeah I was just going to say because it's like who do you get, they're both Christians, but like, who do you get, who do you vote for, even though you're Christian, you might want a Christian senator or even someone that represents your values, you know what I mean? Yeah, so that that's interesting, because although um, they both are um, Christian, at least on paper, they, they have wildly different and I know a lot of Christians, my and myself included, are tired of sort of the Republican Party taking the Christian vote for granted and just kind of saying, oh, we believe this and this is what we stand for, and then getting in office and just completely disregarding it. Um, so I don't know. I mean, how do we, how do we not take a, a Christian vote for granted, do you, do you suppose? I said, ask a question. Well, one of the things I see is that, uh, and every party does this, uh, they, they know the groups of people that typically vote for them, and they'll throw them some bones every once in a while uh, to, to make sure they keep that vote. So a big one, like, like we've already said, is, is the um, abortion stance, uh, gay marriage, things like, things like that. Uh, the Republican Party seems to, they always have it in their... Um, you know, their party platforms, but until recently, they didn't really seem to be doing much about that in, in most places. Hmm. I mean, I never thought about that, but I guess it's just important to think about that stuff like this all the time, especially with Christianity being big factor in America and America's life. Yeah. Uh, like... What are projections for the Senate runoff election? And kind of another question related to this, related to that question: What is the impact of this election relating to the Senate? If one candidate wins or one candidate loses or whatever. Yeah. So I, I honestly, I don't know who's going to win. 
uh, I don't think I could guess if I if I wanted to. Uh, I mean, they were pretty much 50-50 in the polls in the last election. And I don't have you seen any uh, projections or anything for this one? I think some are saying that Warnock is going to win, but I'm not sure because I project like he's going to win because I don't see Warnock is getting... I feel like people pose Walker so much that they might just vote for Warnock. I don't know. It's hard to predict, but it's like so like one candidate's more controversial than the other. One's a pastor. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 a big outcome. Basically, it's who's going to control the Senate, and that would for sure. Even though I I would say that I don't, I'm not crazy. I think I've already been clear about that. I'm not super excited that that Walker was even the nominee. But if Walker wins, the Republicans are going to control Congress for at least two years. And I personally like to see it split between the uh, between the branches. Uh, although I'm not a fan of most of the current president's policies, uh, I think it's good. I think it's one of the reasons that our founding fathers set our country up the way that they did was to have almost conflicting branches of government to uh, force everybody to have a seat at the table, to force all opinions to be heard. And when you have one party controlling the White House and both houses of Congress, it just it's just easy to, for people to get pushed by the wayside. And then when you have a split Congress, in my opinion, and just looking through, especially during the Obama years, I believe it was, there was just so much. The Democrats would do something just to make the Republicans mad, and the Republicans would do something just to make the Democrats mad. And it just seemed like nothing ever got done because they were just too busy doing things in spite of each other constituents um, quit being jerks to each other. <laughs> yeah, I totally get that because we, Americans need to be unified as a one and we need, they need to do their jobs if they're just going to sit around and do nothing. I mean, they're supposed to vote and write legislation for the constituents. Yeah, and it seems like too often both sides are too busy trying to demonize the other side to their constituents to actually get any real work done. And then, I guess, I know this question written down, but I was going to ask about how we think President Trump might react one way or another if after his runoff election, because he's a big supporter of Walker, but he hasn't been rallying, he hasn't had rallies for Walker in recent months after the election, after the November 8th election. So how do you, I mean, how do we think we should, like, President Trump would react either way. Yeah, I was I was kind of wondering about some of that stuff too because you know I had seen on social media and other places that uh, I think former President Obama was doing rallies for Warnock, and I hadn't seen anything about Trump doing anything for Walker. So I I don't know if he's keeping his distance because. You know, we we all heard everybody talking about the red wave that was coming, and we saw that it most certainly did not come. It was more some people say that 
some Republicans lost their races because Trump was so involved in their campaign. And you still have this bad idea in some of these places around the country. So I almost wonder if, because it did seem like he was very out and open supporter of Walker for the first election. And now it seems like I haven't heard much at all. I don't know if he said anything or not, but I know I haven't heard it versus the other. So me and Tyler were talking about the, me and my Tyler's friend, my friend Tyler. I had him on because he he interesting point perspective and he's a friend of mine. And I thought, no, what better, who can do it better than a friend who ha- who's a pastor? Not to say anybody else could do it better, but, uh, I'd try, I'd, ha- I'd try having a friend on who, even though, because every American citizen can express their political views when they understand the basics of American politics. That's a basic thing. So, we talked about a lot of things, and I know it got cut short because I either hit uh, the stop recording button or it stopped recording for, my, for some sake of time or something. I don't know. So I apologize about that. It would have been a lot longer if we would have had a chance to, but apparently it got cut short, and I'm just going to wrap it up with what we had from today. So, uh, I mean, we talked about a lot of stuff in this episode with t- me and t- me, Tyler and I, and I think it was all good stuff. So just take it out. Don't take it out of context. And... I just appreciate Tyler for coming on this podcast for for a time that we had today. And I thank him for his point of views that he shared and all his opinions. And I hope none of us take out of context either. Or, I don't know. But I hope you guys learned something today in this podcast. Uh, uh, this joint sharing, uh, joint recording with between Tyler and I, and I hope that we can all look, <clears throat> I hope that George, people in Georgia go out and vote in today's uh, Georgia Senate runoff election. This is between Herschel Walker, as we mentioned, the Republican candidate for Senate, and the current incumbent Senator, Raphael Warnock. And we talked a lot about abortion, we talked about the, we talked about love abortion, how the candidates are qualified. We talked about a lot of questions that I had written down. Why is Walker so controversial? How could religion play a factor in it? What are, what are predictions for it for for the tonight's today's runoff, Senate runoff? And we talked about even President Trump at the end of our joint, record, joint recording. So it's a lot to take out of this episode, and I hope you, I hope people in Georgia go out and vote, 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 because it is important to be recognized and hear your voice, not just for Stacey Abrams or Brian Kemp's uh, vote for Governor of Georgia, but for Senate. As either way, as we talked about in this joint recording, the Senate will either, leave, will either gain a seat or for Democrats or Republicans will gain a seat and will get 50 seats. So it is important that people in Georgia, if you're listening to this podcast, please go out and vote. 
go out and vote today in this Senate runoff, Georgia Senate runoff, 2022-2022 Senate, Georgia Senate runoff. So it's important fighting for democracy to survive. Without it, we know nothing, and the, demo- and the founders were wrong if, about democracy if we whip it apart and we don't vote. So go out, go out and vote, Georgia's, Georgia voters, and I hope that you guys would, would choose whoever you believe will be right, Senator, no matter what. No matter what happens to our country, I hope that you guys pick the right Senator for Georgia. Because it's between two Christian, two Christians, two people who claim for Christians, and that is an important factor, and especially if you consider religion like Tyre talked about. So, thank you for listening to this pot, American, pot, American Political pot Paradise podcast episode. And I hope you have a great day. And thank you for listening. Again, thanks for listening to this podcast. And I hope you gained something from today's episode. That we, that we talked a lot about many things. And I hope you have a great day. Thank you.